The table is set. The world is ready. All work is done. So what now? Now it's time to welcome him in. Hi, I'm Rifki, and you are listening to Olive All Over, where we learn to live Geula now. This week's Sikha summary is sponsored by my dear aunt, Shlucha in Warwick, Rhode Island. Thank you so much, Shashi, for your generous donation. If you'd like to sponsor and help so many Olive All Over, email olifallover at gmail.com. Because you, so many girls, will be learning and living Geula today. It's your partnership that makes this happen. Thank you. The table is set. The world is ready. Wait, why am I repeating the intro to this podcast? Because this is where it comes from. This sicha. The Rebbe says how the table is set. The world is ready and all work is done. So what now? Zoom into this week's sicha to find out what is the answer. What do we have to do now if everything is already ready? The Rebbe always connects special days with the Parsha of the week. So being that Tess and Yud Kislev are in this week, and it is the birthday and Yurtzeit of the Mitzvah Rebbe and his Chag the Rebbe is going to connect it to the Parshiyas, which were in Tavshin and Beis. Tess was in Shabbos, so it correlates to Parshas V'yitzay. And Yud, being that it was Sunday, how it connects to Parshas V'yishlach, and of course, how all this connects to the Gula. Tess Kislev was Mitzvah Rebbe's birthday and Yartzeit, which means he had a complete life. His birthday and the day that he passed away is all on the same day. Just like Maishar Benu, who also had his birthday and Yartzeit on the same day. Like it says, Ben Mea the Esrim Shana Anaychi Hayaim. I'm 120 years today. Maishar Benu had a complete lifetime. And we know that actually Hashem is in Shemaim and he, he is working on making sure that Tzadikim's lives are complete. But... What does that make a difference? Isn't a tzaddik's life spiritual and holy? Why would it make a difference if his physical lifespan in this world is also complete? That's a great question. But the Rebbe says that when something is complete baruchnius, it should reflect in the gashmius. That's the ultimate completion, right? You can have someone like super, super great when they're in a good environment. When they're in a harder environment, they might fall. The only way to know if it's truly, truly last is even if you're in a hard environment, you're still standing strong. So same with here. When something is so complete baruchnius, the ultimate is for it to come down and reveal itself in the gashmius. So when a tzaddik's life is physically complete, it's a reflection that his ruchniyistic life is complete as well. Now, that doesn't mean that if a tzaddik's life is not complete, it means he's not as spiritual. No, it actually might mean that he he finished it and Hashem just gave him bonus days or like things like that. There's a bunch of different reasons. So we're just focusing now on the fact that if it's complete, it shows on the completion Baruchnius as well. To understand this connection between Baruchnius and Gashmius, let's zoom into this week's Parsha. Parsha's Vayetzei and Parsha's Vayishlach, we find there's something very interesting that Yaakov Avinu's main holy life in Eretz Yisrael is written in short. But the expansive story of Yaakov's life is mainly in these two parshiyas. And what is the story all about? How Yaakov leaves by Yetze Yaakov mi Sheva. How he leaves Be'er Sheva. He leaves Eretz Yisrael by Yelecharana. He's going down into the lowest of the low. And then in Parshat also how he is with Esav. Such low spots in history. That's where the Torah zooms in to explain with lots of detail. 
Taira Milashin Haira, this means that from every story in Taira, we have to learn for ourselves a lesson. So actually from this story, we learn a lesson in our own Avedis Hashem, how to work with the world. Vayetzi Yaakov Mibarsheva is a journey of our Nishama. It leaves all the high levels near Hashem. Vayilech Harana. And my neshama has to go down into this lowly world, which is filled with klipais, things that are covering over the coast, things that are actually making it hard for me to serve Hashem, and it could even hurt me. And where was it that Yaakov built up his entire family? Mitase Shlema was specifically there in Haran. How was this so? Because Yaakov revealed through the Torah that he learned and the mitzvahs that he did, the light of his neshama. And with that, he transformed the physicality and the gashmius of this world and he made it bottle and a keli, a vessel, an opportunity for ruchnius. Like it says, Vayelech charana. It doesn't say he went lecharan to charan. No. Charana. See that hey at the end of that word? He revealed the hey, the, the kayach of Hashem that's constantly recreating every single physical thing. He revealed that even in the lowest parts of the world. And with that, he transformed something so low into something so great, into a reflection of Alikos. And the only way to bring about this incredible connection is by going down into the low. Sometimes we find ourselves in a low place. We want to just run away from it, escape from it. But really realizing that this is my opportunity to reveal the hey, even in this low place. And if I'm not here, I would not have had the opportunity to do so. Let's continue on with the story. Yaakov then is traveling and he goes to this mountain in Maria. And before laying down, he surrounds his head with these stones to protect himself from wild animals. And we have a bunch of questions. First of all, he didn't sleep for the past 14 years in Yeshiva. He's not going to sleep for the next 20 years in the house of Lavan. Why is he choosing to go to sleep tonight? And of all places, on Haram Maria, the holiest place where the base of Mekdash is going to be rebuilt. And not only that, what's a, what is it going to help you if you put stones around your head? Animals could jump over your body. You know, what, it's like a surround, it's like a frame, doesn't help. An animal could just jump over, kick it away, and the rest of the body is uncovered. So what does it help even? What's sleep? Sleep is this time when a person is laying down, which means his head and his feet are equal. So when you're standing or you're sitting, you can see a difference between the upper part of your body and the lower part of your body. But when you're laying down, it's all equal. And this can look like a urida, where Ruchnias and Gashmias are equal. Just, you know, there's no difference. But if we look at it with the lenses of Chasidus and the Primius, we can see that sleep is actually something so incredible. You want to connect your upper part of your body and your lower part of your body. You know, you want to have this connection between the two. That's incredible, and that needs the help of Atmos. Only when something is higher than two separate things can it connect them together, right? You have two people equal in status. If you have someone on top of them that is greater, he can connect the two together. So Yaakov Avinu came to this place where Hashem's essence is revealed and going to be revealed, right? When you have a home, that's where your essence is fully revealed. So this is the place where the base of Mikdash is going to be built. It's a place where Hashem's home is. A home is where someone feels so comfortable to express himself the way he is. Hashem himself was revealed there. So this caused his Ruchnius and his Gashmias to be able to connect together. And we see this from the dream that he had. He had this dream of a ladder going down from below to above. It shows him this connection between Ruchnius and Gashmias. Okay, 
So that's really cool. Now we see that it was actually incredible to sleep because he was only able to lay down and have this connection because he reached this place of Atmos, which was fully revealed. So what's with the stones thing? Why did he just, you know, cover his head, not his whole body? So actually, Mepharshim do say that he did surround his entire body with stones, but that still doesn't help you with animals jumping over. I mean, like, you know, it's nice to have a nice frame, but what is that going to help you practically? So, of course, Yaakov Inu, the greatest of the Avais, did something deeper over there. What was he doing with these stones? A stone shows on a strength. And Yaakov was protecting his body with the strength of his neshama. And the light of the neshama shines mostly in your brain. So the stones around the body were complaining and saying, why are we not getting the same light from the neshama like the head is? So Hashem heard their kvetching and complaining and requests. And Hashem spread the light of the neshama equally to the rest of the body. So now we have this incredible connection of, again, ruchnis and gashmias. This incredible light of the neshama is not just found in the upper parts of the body, but it has ascended to the lower parts as well. And this unification gave Yaakov the strength to go to Haran, the lowest of the low. It was like a fully charged battery pack of energy, of kayach, of connection. And it was in Haran that it says, Mitasei Shlema. He had all 12 Shvatim and his bed was complete. But Mitasei comes from the word Mata, the low. Specifically in the low is what caused him to have this incredible high of building his family, of continuing Am Yisrael. So, Again, Tyra Melesh and Hira. The lesson for us from this incredible story is that our Gashmias, our physicality is here for us to use it and serve Hashem. And even more than that, to reveal in the lowest parts of our day, of ourselves, of our life experiences, how that too is truly Hashem. And that's when we reveal how the low itself is essentially even greater than the highs, right? When something is higher, it falls much lower. So by revealing within the low how it comes from an even greater place and revealing its true essence, we create this home for Hashem in this world. And that's what Yaakov thought Esav was. He thought Esav was fully refined because Esav came from a higher place than Yaakov. Esav came from Tayu and Yaakov came from Tikkun. And Yaakov thought Esav was refined. So he wanted to make, you know, a peace thing. And But he realized... Esau is not ready, but he will be ready. But Mashiach comes, like it says, So we really see what our job right now is to do, is to refine this world, to be able to accept this holiness and create a Beis HaMikdash in our room, in our homes, in our environment, and lead that into the entire world. So that was how it all connected to the Parsha. And now, looking at the month that we find ourselves in, the month of Kislev, it's greatly connected to Hasidus. There's so many Hasidus in this month. And Hanukkah is all about the essence, the essence of Taira, which is Pnimi Satira, which is Hasidus Chabad. And that is what Hasidus is here to do, to help us take something physical and reveal how that is essentially holy and to connect it with Ruchnius. If we look at the months, Kislev is the third month from when we start davening for rain. And what is rain? Rain comes from above and soaks the below. And that is exactly what Pneumia Satira does. It connects these Ruchnius high worlds, soaking it into the physical Gashmiastika world. So now it's one thing. The rain becomes part of the earth. And through that, it helps us grow. So same, we're connecting these high levels with the low levels. And with that, we can grow and bring the world of light, of truth, of goodness, of Mashiach. And another 
interesting point is that Sivan is a third month from Nisan, which is how we start counting the year in the Taira, which was month and Taira of the Nigla of Taira. And Kislev is the third month from the beginning of the year Tishrei, so it's the month and Taira of the previous Taira. Small fun fact. Back to our original start of the Sikha, where the Rebbe says, Tess and Yud Kislev, these incredible days in the middle of Rebbe, and he was the one who had this full, full life where his birthday and his Yarte were on the same day. So if you hear the word Mitzel Rebbe, Mitzler means middle in Giddish. He was between the Alter Rebbe and the Tzemach Tzedek. The Alter Rebbe exemplified the sphere of Chachma, knowledge. He like, Chachma is Kayachma. It's like this new thought. The Alter Rebbe started Hasidus, the Tanya, brought so much light and newness into the world. And the Tzemach Tzedek corresponds to Da'as, to connection. And the Mitzler Rebbe is between them too, because that really was his job. He was taking these high levels and like the practical side of it together and like merging it together. He really exemplified this connection of above and below and I'm bringing it in this perfect blend. And you only do that when you truly understand something. When you truly understand something, you can connect it and bring it into your life. And that's why the Mitzvah Chasidus was so expanded. He was Bina, like the wealth springs of just pouring out of knowledge. So much knowledge that we can really, really understand it and connect with it and live by it. And that's why it says if you would cut the Mitzvah finger, Chasidus would be pouring out. He had this merge of Elikus with the physicality. And that's exactly why he was the one out of all Rabbeim to exemplify the connection of Ruchnis and Gashmias by having the same birthday and Yerzeit on the same day. And with this special day of Tes Kislev, we can lead to the two following Chagagulas, Yud Kislev and Yud Tes Kislev, where there's an abundance of wellsprings of Hasidus being able to be revealed now because this is the essence of what Hasidus is here to teach us, to help us connect this Ruchnis and Gashmias in my life. And here is where... Remember in the beginning of the Sikha, I said, the table is set, the world is ready, all work is done. This is where the Rebbe says it. The Rebbe says, the table is set for the Sud of Mashiach with the Yain and Meshumar and the Shahabar and the Leviyasan. Everyone is sitting around the table with Mashiach at his head. And the Rebbe says, Nasi Dereinu. And the Rebbe says, We just have to open up our eyes and we will see this. Now, yes, I, my eyes are open right now. I'm not talking with my eyes closed and I don't see a table set. But there's something deeper here that we have to each figure out in our own personal life. I'm not here to tell you what that is. But I could tell you what the Rebbe says in this Sikha to do is that we have to start permeating every part of our day, even the most you know, simple and basics part of our day, like walking, like talking, like making supper, like chatting with friends, like cleaning and organizing. We have to bring in that chassidish kite, that warmth, that varim kite into the most daily grind of routine to create a life where my ruchnis and my gashmias, my physical and my spiritual are completely merged together. It's not separate. I'm here united. Something just popped into my head, so I'll share it. Why is Achdus, what's going to bring Mashiach is because that is really what Mashiach is. It's this Achdus, it's this unity between Ruchnis and Gashmis. That's our goal, to create a home for Hashem to dwell in this world. Okay, that was a totally side point, not said in the Sicha. So practical takeaways are what says, we have to learn on Teskislev, the Hasidus of the Mental Rebbe. This applies to women as well, since we are the ones that are going to bring Mashiach closer through learning this. And we have to start 
making for our bring-ins, right? If we want to have this connection of Ruchni Sagashmi that comes through for our bring-ins, we have to make for our bring-ins on Yud Kislev and continuing through Yud Kislev through the rest of Kislev. Honestly, this is a for bring-in month. The whole Hanukkah there says we should just for bring, how to bring about this connection and... Hanukkah, the Rebbe says, the Rebbe would give out Hanukkah gelts and make gatherings for their families. So, Mirat Hashem, we should do that as well in our own homes. And Mirat Hashem, from all these achates that we're going to take from the Fabringans and from the inspiration that we're sharing together, we will finally go on the clouds, Eretz Yisrael, to the Beis HaMikdash, to the Kaidash HaKadashim, just in, 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 just so close with Hashem, Ba'achtas, and unity and joy. So, what's the takeaway from the Sicha? permeate your everyday life with a spice of chasidus listen to something while you're walking uh, have in mind you're doing this to connect hashem to serve hashem i'm learning this to connect hashem and going even deeper just the helping taking care of my home and you know is really a holy act in itself it's like the kaihan and cleaning their homes in the basic so just trying to really permeate in whatever way connects with you ruchnius with your physical daily acts and together we will be able to open up our eyes and see how, yes, truly everything is ready. I just need to start living it and experiencing myself. And we will see it physically with our eyes today. Because of <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Aleph All Over. Through our efforts of living Gula, may we merit to welcome in Mashiach right now.